All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids I wish you could all see Chalmers dancing right now to that music. Hello! Welcome to episode... I don't actually know what episode this is, but we're just going to call it the Christmas Who edition. Yeah, it's 241. 241. It's the Christmas edition of the Real Life Podcast. That music was licensed, so I had to cut it off at exactly 15 seconds. <laughs> and I wish you could look at my screen because I did it like... 14.99999. It felt amazing. Uh, is that you, the magic is that the magic number of 15 seconds? I think so. That's at least yeah. how I always operate. How much yeah. would that have cost if you let it go one more second? Uh it would have cost the podcast like potentially being snagged off of like Apple Music and Spotify. Um but I mean, who knows if that would have actually happened and I probably could have just edited it down if it happened to do that. But anyways, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to uh, all the real life listeners and welcome to our Christmas edition of the podcast which we are recording when it's dark outside. And it feels weird to be recording a podcast when it is dark outside. But Chalmers is here, Bag Milk, Jay as well. We're hoping Wanye is going to pop in at some point here. Papa Wanye, hopefully he can uh, show up and chat a little Christmas memories and all that. Um, We are going to talk like a lot of Christmas stuff, obviously. We all have a drink in our hands. I got my uh, Amaretto, my Berta Amaretto from Danger Suede. And I'm going to be sipping that throughout the podcast. I got my Sazerac uh, rye. Uh, from Dave Dissuade as well. I, I thought that it was fitting to drink his booze while we did this. Absolutely. Is that what you guys are doing? Yeah, we're drinking yeah, the booze. Yeah, like, what did he get you? I feel like a schlub with my uh, beer and clam. One second, I'll go get a different glass. <laughs> well, he, 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 he was nice enough to give me a bottle of wine, so that didn't last too long. So I'm through that. But I'm subscribed to two advent calendars, so I had to put a nation beer down 
and grab the old beautiful Brass Monkey Blood Orange Blonde. I love like blood orange flavored beer. Really, really good. I bet you that beer is tasty. What does that even mean? What's a blood orange flavored anything? It's like an orange. You got like orange, like shock tops and stuff, like yeah, orange, yeah. like citrus beers, like orange beers. Yeah, but why did you call it blood orange? Like, what is the blood part? Well, there's a thing called a blood orange. Have you, you've never had a blood yeah, no, orange? No, I get that. But okay. what? No, I've, not, I've never had one. They don't grow yeah. in my backyard. Yeah, All right. that's true. <laughs> so, what I got, Chalmers, is a Labota de Rome. A nice rum. Yeah, a yeah. nice rum. And Dangerous Wade instructed me that the proper way to enjoy it, a couple of, couple of cubes, and that's it. So, that's what I'm going to do. You have a variety of stuff that you're, that you're, your libations on hand, hey? Yeah, yeah. So, I got a beer and clam right now, I got a rum going. So we're gonna get a little loose here on the podcast. It's gonna be good. Uh, it's gonna be good fun. I'm looking forward to it. Frank, thoughts? It, no, Sorry, Frank, buddy. Frank. Uh, <laughs> bag milk is loose today. I like it. Um, but yeah, like a blood orange beer chalmers. They're very tasty. There's a good one from the guy. It's the Medicine Hat Brewing Company. They do a blood orange yep. ale that's uh, super yep. super tasty as well. Yep. Um, but also, we should add Nation Beer is the official beer of the holiday season. Also um, delicious. Before we get into our Christmas theme stuff, Christmas kind of came early in that we got the announcement that the NHL is coming back, which is just tremendous news, uh, fantastic stuff. That's isn't it crazy how fast it moved in like the in the last minutes of it? Like it went from like like stalemate to all of a sudden like they're talking to all of a sudden like boom, protocol date, everything sorted, bang, let's go. Okay, bag milk, your rent chuck. Pretend I'm me, and yeah. I have no idea what the fuck the deal is. All I've heard is that 56-game season. Fill me in. Cliff really? notes for me and the, the rest of the me's out there. To me, that's, to me, I think the most important thing you already know, 56-game season starting on the 13th, hopefully, fingers crossed, or Connor McDavid's birthday, both annual celebrations, in my opinion. I think that the good news is just that there was a lot of bitching and a lot of complaining and a lot of dick measuring, and it took all of it to get to where we're at now, which is a 56-game season starting on the 13th. Uh, the other important notes, I guess, would be, one, there's going to be the Canadian division. That is going to happen. Um, Oilers are going to play the Flames 10 times and the Canucks 10 times. Woo! And the other teams, I think that equals out to eight times. My math might be wrong, though. Um, <laughs> like that, yeah. I yeah, I don't know what the exact math is. but So 10 Battle of Alberta's next season, which is going to be tremendous. I'm hearing that the schedule is going to be like all back-to-backs. So like you go to Toronto and you play them two times and then you go to Ottawa, play them two times. Like all road trips kind of have that back-to-back element to them, which will be, su- or I shouldn't say back-to-back because they might not be on like back-to-back nights, but like you're going to yeah. go to Toronto to play games. two games against the Leafs. So I think so that's I'm, super cool. I know there's going to be a lot of unknowns and I did see there's two things that I did see about this. And number one was the, uh, I, I don't remember who it was a tweet or an Instagram um post from but they said basically like this is your opportunity to not instead of just having a canadian division which is cool but to have like just mix everybody up and have like put the oilers in the east and have (laughs) mcdavid with ovechkin and crosby and like really mix it up and have some fun so that was getting talked about when there was rumors that they might not be able to play in canada that enough provinces weren't going to let them play up here and they were going to have to move every team down to the u.s and i think it was john scott that uh, that tweeted that out. Um, oh yeah, it was too. Yeah. yes, it was. And he was like, just jumble everything up, and it was kind of funny. But uh, no, the John Canadian Scott, the next the next commissioner. Yeah, yeah. Sign him up? Question mark. Yeah. 
Okay. NHL other, All-Star John Scott. The other thing, and I, if I was better on social media, which I promised, I promised Wanya I would get better at social media, but I just, <laughs> I can't, I'm really bad at it. Um, but I see funny things and then I don't take like the four seconds it takes to tweet it out. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys watch SportsCenter as much as I do, but I have two major takeaways from SportsCenter. And number one of them, and the second one I'll tell later, but the first one is Pierre Lebrun has the most sorry setup you've ever seen. His setup's funny. Picture. He looks like he's in a closet. Dude, he's not. He's sitting on the end of his couch. You can see the couch, the end of the couch in his back. And so he's got in the corner, his couch is in a corner. <laughs> he sits on the arm of the couch. And in one side of the corner, he's got a picture of Gretzky holding up the cup. <laughs> on the other side, he's got a picture of some Canadian team. I don't know what Canadian team that is. And then, just to really jazz it up, he took a mini Dallas Cowboys helmet and just sat it on the coach, on the top of the coach. And I mean, it's like, like you know that his family's like in the living room over there doing their thing. And he's like, shut up, shut up. I got to get up. I'm and on Sports like, Center. Calm down. My literal favorite thing of, the, of, of COVID has been analyzing people's backgrounds. Yeah. If they don't go into the, like, and just seeing what they do and how uncreative some of them can be. Like, did we talk about Bob Weeks, didn't we? On a podcast or one? I'm not sure if we did, but Bob Weeks has a nice setup. No, nice? Yeah, man. He's got the nice little desk in the background with his little trinkets on it. His is very minimal and Whoa. like nice. And Okay, I need you to, the next time Bob Weeks is on, which will probably be after this, after this last weekend with the PNC Championship, he is literally sitting in a closet on the floor those shelves are the shelves of the closet and you can tell that it's a closet because it has a 220 outlet which is a a dryer or an oven outlet right in the corner and they (laughs) and they're only allowed to put those things like so far off the ground and it's up by his shoulder on on the shelves he's got brooke henderson bobblehead he's got a bob weeks bobblehead and and then a hat from the masters he was just at that's literally it there's so, no putting any fast ones past Chalmers. Dude, I analyze, I, 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 I analyze setups like you wouldn't believe. It's like so my favorite fast line. Who, in your opinion, off the top of your head, Chalmers, has got like... I can tell you. If we're Go. talking fine setups in the old COVID home studio. Like right now, you guys can't see it, but Jay looks like he's uh, he's going to be starring in a uh, uh, Victoria's Secret runway show. with oh, the, the wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is sitting on a wing chair. It's pretty funny. Um, so I, even though I am very bad at Instagram and, and Twitter, I did, I did Instagram. Uh, my last Instagram post actually was my, my, my shuffle through of people's bookshelves. And um, <laughs> at the very beginning of the whole thing, there was a guy named Jeff Darlington. A lot of people know him. He's an NFL reporter. And he, I'll show you the picture, you guys. He has an old NES system on his that's cool on yeah on his shelf. But he kind of was like, I'm not going to do the same thing where I put books and like old accolades. Like you see Matt Hasselback or Trent Dilfer when they're at home. No, they've got like 37 game balls. You know when they give them the game ball, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an all black ball, but then the one white stripe, and they, and that's where they write what game it is and like who got it, and that's the game ball, right? Yeah, and he just has like 30 of them behind him. So, I don't know. Oh, it looks like he's got Super Mario 3, and I can't tell the other game that's stacked on top. Yeah, no, me neither. It is, I don't know, he can't even read it. Too many words. 
but um, it's super cool. As far as hockey guys go, Sarah Volley has a very intricate setup. You can tell he has the very nice like oak wooden bookshelf, and then he's got stuff everywhere. He's got like a little gritty thing. I think he has like an Oilers book in there. He's got some flyer stuff because he's a Philly guy, and his is like very, very well decorated. I find myself paying more attention to what's on Frank's bookshelf rather yeah. than what he's actually saying. I think I think the obvious one was a guy that we had on this podcast. For me, that's got a great setup behind him was Harner uh, Ryan Singh. Yeah. He had Singh. everything I wanted to see back there, and yeah. it all looked great. It was nicely organized. It was nicely placed. You could tell some thought put it got put into that background. Who, who I always was wonder this? what you, you cut oh. out. Sorry, say that again. Harner Ryan Singh. Singh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I always wonder one. what the rest of the house looks like. When you got the beautiful <laughs> backdrop office, what is the rest of the house? You know, is the back of that is is the is the backdrop in the interview the blazer, and the rest of the house is the no pants underneath the underneath the desk. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You can always tell the person that like set it up. I think this would have been a fun stick for me at the very beginning because I noticed this early, and I could have just been constantly, constantly because every like people have not changed their backgrounds. You can see that uh, Mortensen, I don't know, Chris Mortensen, yeah. he wasn't messing around. He just said, fuck this. I'm doing a white background. And yeah, I ain't owned it. Around. Yeah, yeah, I owned it. But, Almost um, got to respect it. Chalmers, you should. It's never too late to start. No, I feel like we're still, we're only like, I feel Chalmers at the midway point of people having to talk from their houses. So there's still plenty of time for this. Yeah. When, well, what's going to be the next evolution of the bookshelf? What should it be? Like the kitchen. You know, I mean, like see the what, kitchen, maybe what, with an open fridge door. The Chris people... With people like doing, like, I don't know, doing shit in the background, that might be a little, you know, the bosses will probably say that's a little distracting. Don't have, you know, don't have things. I remember, and this is going to be like, I, my wife had to work from home for like three days and she did a live hit. And the only thing she said from my family was, do not come in, do not come in here when we do it. Yeah. Right. And she did it like in the main room of the house. And sure as shit, the second day, my six year old walks downstairs and he's just, no, no top, just jamma bottoms and a blanket, just stretching out, coming to sit by mom, has no idea what she's doing. And honestly, it killed. People yeah, loved love it, that. man. That is genuine, authentic yeah. moment. People, People loved it. it. Yeah. People love real life, Chalmers. I know, and it's just so funny how the higher-ups constantly play defense against the real moment. Yeah, because you do I but you understand that as well because you don't People want something bad to happen. And well that and you like what if your son was the kind who likes to walk around the house completely naked? <laughs> right? Then like then you got it's some true. problems. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like like there's 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 the the real life that goes wrong like the <laughs> like the like the lady um dragging the kids out of the room. Yeah. yeah. In that one. Mm-hmm. It's just just Absolutely hilarious. So that yeah, guy just snapping. That was great. But but I believe that it's a risk uh, that I'd be willing to take as, as a general manager of some sort of station. Just be like, you know what, guys, free it up a bit. Cool. Who's the next person that's going to be sitting? And you can tell that just the toilet seat is like the top of the toilet seat. Find them, and they have like a toilet, like one of those little uh, shelves that's above your toilet, and yeah. they're just and and they're and they're trying to see who will notice that they're sitting on a toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pushing on board. <laughs> what can I get away with? Exactly. That's fair. Um, okay. I did not think this podcast was going to go in that direction. Uh, what we, well, what, what did you expect? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm not sure. Cocktails. I, I, I brought up. You posted that photo today of you trying to do ad reads, like that, that kind of meat photo. Yeah. That yeah. was funny and accurate. Yeah. I uh, woke up this morning. I saw that on my Instagram from another 
uh, like account. And I was like, oh shit, I need to make this meme. Cause that's the first thing that popped into my head. I was like, I'm always trying to, you know, spread the good word about Twig and Berries and Oodle Noodle, who we have not shouted out yet on this podcast. They are our title sponsor, 14 locations in Edmonton, 15 coming soon to Fort Saskatchewan. And how about this? It's the, it's the season of giving and they have given over a hundred thousand dollars to local charities since the beginning of the pandemic because, because 10% of all in-store proceeds go towards a local charity curbside pickup as well. So check them out. Get some Oodle Noodle. You're not getting not only good that good Not only that, Tyler, it's Nudes Miss. Nudes Miss, I just posted I don't know the latest Nudes Miss video today, just now, on Oodle underscore Noodle and on Oodle Noodle Grandma on Instagram. And it's also on Facebook. Just uh, a little bit of sharing, a little bit of caring can earn you some prizes, Tyler. Mm. Have, you, uh, have you guys shared that video with... Uh, that Josh were so brilliantly did with the two of me in it. That's so I did. I funny. I shared it a couple of times today, actually. That is that was impressive. That is stuff that a really, really talented video producer can do. If you yeah. haven't seen it yet, go to the Oodle Noodle Instagram at Oodle Noodlegram. It's two J's and another lady talking. It's, I mean, yeah. fascinating, fascinating stuff. It's for Boyle Street. If we're pumping Josh's tires, also, he just gave us a great clip, Tyler, for uh, ON Radio, where we were talking to Jordan, Jordan Tutu on this past week's episode. And that dude was a beauty. So I just got a fresh clip from that from Josh. Can, can I ask a quick question? Sure. That's what it's about. Um, in the hierarchy of uh, nation podcasts, I always thought that I was on the top of the mountain. Um, I really liked the Joy, Jeff Boy Whitka uh, interview. Yeah. But. It would be it would be very clear to me that he was definitely the uh, second fiddle to Jordan Tutu with him running around and getting beat down as much as I loved him. And <laughs> ON Radio got Tutu. So what's going on? My question is, what's up? One, you need to spread the wealth. <laughs> Two, that interview was arranged because our new strategy for getting podcast guests is to find the guys that follow hockey fights on Instagram because we can DM them. Yep. It's so, so good. It's let out of the, the cat out of the bag. No, so yeah, that's that is more, well, it is. It, but that's a smart way to do it. That is, that's an absolute smart way to do it. And so, Nation Dan was the one who uh, set up that yep. interview. So it's only right that yep. it happens on the podcast that Nation Dan's Dan got on. it. Dan landed it, so Owen Radio gets it. We had and Sam Gagne earlier in the year. And Boy Wicca, he, he on after Boy that a beauty. What, yeah. So oh, what, I, what I think will happen, Chalmers, and this is what I think you'll like better because Bagnell Kevin's news give me a little bit of debrief. The interview went so well. That I believe Tutu said to you guys, you, you, you would like to come back to do a longer form, like yeah. kind of full kind of story arc. That one we would do on real life, Thomas. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you know what? The minute I heard uh, Warwick talk, I was like, this guy is going to, I guarantee you can just tell that he's, he could have been on Letterkenny as like one of, <laughs> just oh, yeah. the way his voice was, his mannerisms, the way he looked, like just your typical hockey guy, man. I loved it. That's a guy who we should have on again. So I was uh, texting with him a little bit after. And I was like, hey, man, like, thanks for doing it again. Like, enjoy being out at the farm, all that stuff. And he said, and I, I believe this was in reference to you, Traumers, because you and him were really hitting it off. He said, anytime, bud. Thanks for having me. That was a blast. Some really good people on there. Oh, so, I would say we're all good people. That's why <laughs> we're all good to do the interviews with us. Uh, <laughs> Um, but if you haven't listened to the Tutu interview, it's fantastic. Go uh, go check it out. We got into some good stories. We got confirmation on the caribou jerky story, which was uh, yep. good stuff as was well. Was he moving units? He was moving units. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. He was giving wait, it wait. To- what, did, what did he say? Because I have not listened to it yet. And for the people that haven't also, like, what are we talking? Because honestly, my mind went to, A, how much did he bring? 
like <laughs> multiple suitcases full. Um, number two, the markup on it was probably huge. Oh, they, they, they probably they probably made it right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And number three was yeah, how much did he sell? So, yeah, so what are we talking in suitcase wise? He said there was a place around where he lived, uh, his hometown, that made it. So that's what he brought, and he I, he made it sound like he was mainly selling it to teammates. And there was a little bit of other stuff mixed in there, like a little bit, not of like a little bit of selling it to the locals as well. But like he was giving it to teammates and telling them it'd give them superpowers. Uh, yeah, you, said, yeah. In there, you made that sound weird. I know I made that sound <laughs> terrible. I meant like selling it to teammates and also like, you know, outside people not on the team. I just he, was ba- he, he told us basically this was the Red Bull all his teammates needed. And it was yeah. some fresh caribou jerky that was going to get him to the promised land. Oh, I respect that. And it worked until they lost in the finals. That's what he said. To me, I think the most the more interesting thing he talked about was uh, Chalmers. You would have liked this one too, where he talked about not having a weight class in terms of fighting. So obviously, we ah. have the tie in for hockey fights, and he's like, you know what? I, what was his quote, Tyler? Something he, when you got moose balls like me, yeah, it doesn't matter goes, how big the guy is. Yeah, he goes, well, it doesn't. You don't care about the other guy when you got a set of moose nuts on you. <laughs> what what ah, size yeah. was he? Five ten? Yeah, I don't think he might have been. He might have been six feet. No, I think he had to be in the five. Yeah, I think it was in a five two. I'm gonna see if I can find it out. But yeah. like, there's also you know this thing was also where you inflate by a couple of inches. They had five nine a buck ninety five. Damn. According to the NHL site. Yeah, that's in it, yeah. That, that, like that's a freight train. Yeah, that's a. That was a good. Yeah, well, I'm sure it was a good interview. I, I'm gonna listen to it tonight. Yep, you should go. Uh, go check it out. Yeah, when I'm outside, when I'm outside flooding the rink. How's that going? How's the rink coming? Uh, you know what? It's funny because with this weather that we're having, you would think that it would be bad, but days that are around two degrees might be the best thing ever for the rink. As long as you get the nets and the pucks off, because the nets and the pucks will heat up and they will sink in. Yeah. Um, but if you get everything off, what it tends to do is it tends to, uh, melt all the abnormalities, all the little tiny, yeah. you know, oh, specks that right up. And it smooths it right out. It's pretty amazing. I was going to say, well, if you're level, right? And if the water, if the top layer melts a little bit, you're right. All the sort of cuts and stuff, if it's a level surface, should just sit evenly. Totally. Find path of least resistance. It's, it's uh, actually pretty great. The boys were out there tonight. And it's kind of almost funny, too, because you can, when they go out and skate and they make snow, and, they, you know, like they would before Zamboni mm-hmm. would go on, they don't make that much, but I don't have to go shovel it and um, flood it. Because the next day it melts and fills its own cra- crack. Yeah, that's cool. Overnight, it's great. Yeah, I, I, uh, it. I since I had the afternoon off and my girlfriend had the afternoon off, we decided to go skating since the rinks in Saint Albert are still open. And I forgot that school's out already, so I told her I was like, <laughs> I'm only going to a rink if there's like maybe one or two other people there. Like I'm not going to a rink if it's going to be packed. And sure as shit, the first three we checked out in Saint Albert were packed. Like I bet you there like, were. What do you, like what do you mean packed? How many? What's packed? Uh, so like most Over of the rinks, 10? most of, oh yeah. Oh, so most of the rinks had a, have a hockey rink and then like a side skating area for people who just want to skate. And on most, or on the first two we went to the main rink, I would say 20 ish and the side rink again, another 20 ish. And I was well, just I don't like, wanna, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into it, but we probably all seen the video from Calgary. Yeah. Right? And, 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 yeah. And, and so like, you know, you, I've seen uh, my community rink had about i had to say about 20 people playing hockey with six that's what my community rink chose to do and i'm not totally sure if that's fine mm. but i wasn't gonna say anything you know what i mean like yeah it, it, if you choose if you walk up to an outdoor rink with your hockey stick in hand and you see 
15 other kids on there and you choose to go on there, that's your choice. I mean, I know that it's not the letter of the law right now uh, and you probably could get fined for it, but yeah. it sucks. It sucks all the way around because I see both sides. Actually, the I don't one, even know why I brought the that one up. In my, the one in my hood is just closed entirely. I went to uh, go skating the other day and it's just, it's all wrapped up, nothing to it. Uh, the ice is in it too, which is a bummer. The yeah. um, the one rink I see all the time, what they do is they split the rink in half so you can have 10 and 10. Oh, yeah, you said that to get that the double sense. double capacity. Yeah, and then that way it's – so I thought that was good. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm itching for a skate here myself. I didn't put on I'm skates in over a month. And I want to go do some skiing too, I think. Yeah. Oh, skiing. Is good. I was in Jasper two, two weeks ago, and uh, they do a good job. They do a good job. As a you didn't realize, I bet you didn't realize before you went at how much of the things you're supposed to do now, you do anyways when you ski. Yeah. Like, uh, your than, skis are so long and the person in front of you skis, like, yeah. every, you're, you're kind of naturally socially distant. And I'm just saying, like, there's quite a few people at the hill and, but everyone was just kind of like going to their cars for lunch. Like, you just see like little like uh, parking lot fires all over the place and people cooking and stuff. That's cool. And just like it, it felt like there was a lot of people there, but it also felt like there was no one there at the same time because your space, you're only sharing a chair with your cohort. Like they, they did everything like legit. I know it's not the cool thing to say either, but I fucking love Marmot. I love that mountain. Dude, so do I. Why isn't that not cool? Because no, I find Marmot. that like I find that a lot of people when you say you love Marmot, like, oh well that's like a that's like a shitty nothing doing mountain oh, where God. there's plenty to do there. I love that. So yeah, I love my brother-in-law, and I'm not going to name his name, but I love my brother-in-law a lot. Oh, oh, I love oh, my oh, sister. But oh, we oh, go oh, to like we go to like um, Banff, and my kids are kids. They're six, they're seven and nine, and I'm like, we're going to go to Kiska. You know, it's nice for the kids. There's lots of good stuff there. Or we go to Fairmont, and we're just going to go to the Fairmont Hill because it's good for kids. And my brother-in-law, no, not those those mountains are brutal. You don't want to get there's no good runs, right? Like you you flatten out too much. And Jr., you're a little bit, you're a little bit in that camp. Only you, know you are with one place on earth. I will bitch about how flat it is. Which one? One place. Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. sunshine's way flat. Yeah, and like, I'm, a snow, I'm a snowboarder, and it's yeah. just like it's a nightmare. But it's, like I'm telling you, if you you can't like you can find good ones where you can go fast. Like, but it's but not, if you want to do if you want to do the, the run out from the top to the bottom, you're gonna have to walk probably if you're a snowboarder. Like it fucking sucks. It's, it's the length Chalmers that the sunshine's a giant mountain, but it gets so flat in between runs and stuff that you can't go on like a continuous. Unless go I blame that, I blame that on you guys for not knowing the mountain. Got to know the runs, bro. <laughs> but well, the Kiska, I that, love too. the Kiska is a great skiing mountain. That's where the Olympics were. Uh, Marmot is fantastic. Like only only time will not like my perfect ski experience. My Norway. <laughs> no, well, I've never actually skied Norway. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst thing in the world. Don't ever go. But I, I, I'm just such a big ski in ski out guy. Like, like, like that's like the whole like that's the best. Like such, that's such an awesome element of like the ski lifestyle. This is what I love doing. I love rip and run, and I like having the odd fireball on the chair. Mm-hmm. I like coming in for the odd uh, chalet beer. I like a nice yep. chalet. Uh, I love a I love a solid. On mountain, après ski. That I love that. Like where everyone's in their ski gear. Like there's got to be o'clock. a party spot on the ski hill where you still have to ski to get to your car from there. Not just walk out the front door. You're right. Like 
Yeah, and then and, and that is from, but or you can ski or like walk to your home right or to where you're staying right after, and that's where like Bernie oh, is really how about good. This guy he stays on Panor- the mountain. This guy Panorama is really good. <laughs> how expensive I'm just is it to stay at Panorama? It's a joke. I know, like, of course, fifty dollars a night if you play your cards right. Like, yeah, he ran into my balcony, crashed through my screen of the <laughs> so door that I left open. I, 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 I love Marmon as a ski mom. I, it's just like you just have to be so well behaved or be on a bus because you have to drive to and from. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. And so, I love, yeah, so like I love, <laughs> I love this. I love the close proximity and everything. So Jasper, at some point, they will. It will just happen. They will have a hotel up on the mountain. Like that, I uh, actually, what's that? That drive down from Marmot sometimes, if the weather's hairy, can be a little bit greasy. Yeah, every so you drive want down to be is someone else's responses. If you yeah. every drive down is the worst. That's the other good thing. Anyways, your M Chuck, I got a question for you. How stressed are you that we've done forty minutes and not one of your topics? No, we're only twenty six minutes into actually recording. So Do you have a listener profile for us? And I uh, assume we're going to go for a two hour podcast today. Yes, Tyler. Uh, I have another call that I need to hop on at seven. <laughs> But we can go as long as we want. I'm pretty relaxed here tonight. Um, mm-hmm. we you were talking about Panorama. Panorama was my family's like annual vacation spot growing up. Like every yeah. every year, I would say from when I was like six until I was probably twelve or thirteen, and then even a few times after that, we went to Panorama. My parents loved that place. We'd go in the summer, granted, because they weren't skiers. But even in the summer, it's a ton of fun going there. There's just so much to walk around and do. And for my parents, oh. me now looking back, I understand why they like going there because they could just kind of let us, like we'd obviously stay at the resort, right? They could let us just go walk around and they, we would be completely out of their fucking hair. How old were you? I was going to say like I was, around. like like I just 12? said, between 6 and 12, we went a lot. So I would go also with my sister and my parents and we would go to Panorama and we'd go to Radium. And we'd be like between the ages of 10 and 15, let's yeah, yeah. call it, maybe 8 to 15. And they used to, we used to make friends like day one. And then we'd find out where their rooms were and they'd find out where our rooms were. And we would like hang out with them. Wherever we had free time, we'd be like, Google, see them. And our parents would go, yep, get out of the room. Yeah, see ya. And, and now, <laughs> I forgot if I like, if my kids were like, hey, I'm just going to go to the parking lot to grab something in the car, I'd be like, take the walkie talkie or something. We gotta give our kids more leash. We spend whole days like without seeing our parents and go out and do that and like spend time in Panorama at the other like at, at a condo that's on the complete other side with people we didn't even know we just met and my parents wouldn't even care because they knew we'd come back for dinner time, right? Yeah, because that's yeah. what like I was just gonna say. What my parents used to say to me is kind of like what you're talking about. Where my mom would just say, "Come back before the sun goes down." <laughs> yeah, She's like okay, no problem. Yeah, I got it. I can work with that. I got a little bit of that in my childhood. Like I, I would say again, between sort of like the ages of six and twelve, like when I'd like go down the street to play street hockey or whatever, it would be around dinner time and some kids would be like, No, my parents said I don't have to be home till it's dark. And then there were a couple of kids whose moms would just yell off their balcony because like we all lived in the same area. Oh, yeah. And just the classic <laughs> like, whoever, like, come home and he's like, I've oh, gotta go. Uh that was good. But yeah, Panorama's works. Great. The uh, last works. time I went there, I I was drinking age. It was kind of like the last family vacation we all took. So it was three, four years ago. Um, and my thing was, I, I love hot tubs, man. I could live in a fucking hot tub. So I would wake oh, I up. I love some tub time. I would wake up early, grab a couple beers, and just like go sit in the fresh mountain air at like 7.30 in the morning and have a couple beers. And it was like the best moments, man. Um, but the hot tubs weren't open 
until nine o'clock. So I'd get in there at seven thirty. I'd like roll off the tarp myself and like sit in there. And uh, the last couple of days, I think they caught on to me because both days an employee came and was like, uh, "It's not open yet." And the first well, employee, like, employee, I was like, "Oh, sorry, didn't know." And they're like, "Oh, it's okay." The second employee's like, "Yeah, don't want to see this again." I was like, "Oh, sorry." So on Sunday on Oilers Nation, um, Zach Lang tasked me with doing a recap of some of the best moments we've ever had as a company based on Twitter votes. So my job was to recap Nation Vacations. And it's hard <laughs> to do all of that and all the memories and all the shenanigans we've got up to at all of our Nation Vacations in one article. But the first thing I thought about, Jay, was the first time we ever really hit the road together with a group of people was when we went to Jasper for the nation ski trip. Yep. And you're talking about hot tubs, Tyler. I wasn't personally involved in this tub time. I was recording oh, a podcast at the time. A lot of However, time. there's a photo with, I don't know how many people, Jay, you guys got into that hot tub, but it was three times capacity. I would guess. Easily. There was like 20 people, like 18 to 20 people in like a six, eight person tub. Like, <laughs> the water, like, when, when we all got out of it, the tub had half the water left in it. The best. That's a good time. I'm I'm going to probably be the um, one in the group that not many people get with, but I don't like hot tubs. Really? Uh, I, work a, I work a lot during the day to get to a perfect spot, and usually I'm at that perfect spot when it's hot tub time, and all the hot tub does is turn on bedtime for me. Oh, yeah, I don't know if it's something. Maybe I just had hot bath before t- like I used to go to bed as a kid or whatever, but like the heat and the water and the relaxation, it just turns, it just, it shuts me down and it takes all my mojo away. It basically drains out everything that I've worked hard to get. I don't know if anybody else is like that, but it just does it to me. It's like, I don't even know how to explain it. I can see it, but yeah. I love it. Like, after, I love a tub, like a good app prey, And then you get into the tub or your app rate in the tub. Like when your dogs are barking <laughs> after a day yeah. of skiing, yeah. And just having them mm. sit in that tub and warm up. Oh, that's the Just bad. hold on. Just hold on. Your dogs are barking. means your legs are hurting. Or yeah. do you, you just made them seem like they make that was a, uh, to uh, say that your let your feet are cold. Warm no, it's, it's a whole, it's the whole your, ensemble of things. The, the dogs are barking is actually like you're burning on a run. Yeah. And your, and your quads are about to explode. <laughs> the dogs are, are barking. Oh, Ross Regliotti over here. Burning that's our boy. Run. That's our boy. Good friend of the nation, Aircom, Sean Lavin, whose birthday is coming up on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, he's the one who uh, always, the dogs are, my dogs are barking. I'm always skeptical of good skiers, though. Like, very skeptical of good skiers. All the good skiers I know aren't very good at team sports. I don't mind telling you. They are single sport athletes. I think good there's bikers, people with those good mindsets. Bikers and good skiers. I would, I I would disagree with you. Well, not I mean, my group. You wouldn't. You met uh, them all. Yeah, that's fair. Like I don't know, <laughs> but like I just thought I thought of everybody I used to go skiing with the most. I met through team sports, so it was like one led to the other, and we would just get weekends away, kind of thing. Um, I can see why you would be poor at team sports though it's a very solitary thing same with him i would would you agree then chalmers same thing would go if you're very good at golf well yes and no because yeah, yeah but that's just because you're good at golf and you don't want to label yourself as a bad team sport player yeah i was gonna say if you're a good skier you should be a good golfer but i'm not a bad player. skier i'm not a bad skier i'm a good team sport guy so are you generally a piece is- of shit on team sports 
I was yeah. I was great on team sports. I actually won in, in my in my midget double A year. I won team the team choice award for the best. You won a team, team choice award. <laughs> the team <laughs> choice award. I got a surfboard and a Nickelodeon award. Hey, also, did anybody check out the Nickelodeon feed for the NFL game the other day? There was a Nickelodeon feed. That? You didn't know that they were doing that. I thought, the that, NFL... I thought they were just doing it for the Super Bowl. They actually launched it already. No, I think, so is I it football for kids? Basically, they're trying to get a new generation of fans, and they teamed up with Nickelodeon. And what's going to happen is they're going to tele- televise a game, an NFL game, and what's going to happen? They're going to superimpose like slime in the end zone. So when the guy like like gets his touchdown, he's going to like disappear, and it's going to be slime that goes everywhere. And it's basically going to be like a Nickelodeon version of the NFL. What do they think is is do they think that NFL viewership amongst kids is getting lower? Uh, there's no there's there, there's no doubt about it. The fact that a lot of parents are taking their kids out of football due to how violent it is, yeah. and that's making kids not uh, as engaged in football. Yeah, football viewership. There's guys out there like Bill Simmons who think that in the year 2040 there will not be NFL football. There just won't. I think that's super super far fetched. Um, but I will say this: uh, Super Bowl aside. I probably did not watch my first NFL football game like in full until I was like 16 or 17 when I became a For when real? I started See, I watched I watched NFL when I was like 8 going on but the thing is is I never realized how violent it was. I just loved the colors, I loved the field, I loved the big plays, I loved when they went to the crowd, like yeah. the pageantry of it. I fell in love with, right? It, I didn't give a shit about like the plays and and like what was actually happening in the game. Until I was older, I just liked the players and like their attitudes. Your, and when they score a touchdown were, and they dance, was your mom or dad a big, big football fan? Neither. Really? See that? Then Neither. that's interesting to me. My parents also didn't work out, but I used to do Keanu's flex appeal every every morning at eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> nice ball. I take my blanket, I put it in the middle of the floor, and I do Keanu's flex appeal. You have no idea what that is, your Nope. Google I'm sure it when you're, you're done. Out to that. So he was awesome. Chalmers, my question for you is you're the one on you're the parent on the podcast here today. Would you let your boys play football? <laughs> That's a good question. Cuz I watched the show um which chronicled youth football and it was on HBO uh, about 2 years ago and it was if if it was that kind of football, if it was like what, you know, like Texas youth football for nine-year-olds, and I saw that. Um, You'd be getting in fights I, with coaches. I would say no. Because hockey, hockey can be violent. And- exactly. I know. That's the thing. So if I grew up like that in Texas, I'd probably be like, nope, toughens them up, right? My mindset would be different. It, it, football here, probably for nine-year-olds, is a lot different than what I was witnessing at the highest extreme of it, right? So I would say that maybe youth hockey here has a tendency to be more like youth football there and I let my kids play hockey. I am fully invested. I have a white Midwest tracksuit. So my answer would be, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I probably would. I, I think there's, you know, the nut jobs in every sport, right? Like you watch a documentary about terrible football coaches in the South or whatever. And for every one of those, I'm sure all of us sitting here right now can think of the youth hockey coach who you knew was just fucking bananas. Right, I yeah. had I had some of them. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I had coaches that would whip uh, their fucking whiteboards at people. 
if they were if they weren't listening or playing well. The old you knew it was coming too. He would walk in and the old whiteboard toss. It was coming. You could see it. <laughs> yeah, like I, Man, again, like, at the risk of turning this into like a hey back in the day, yeah. but I, I have to think about when I saw like a month and a half ago there was a cage rage video that came out from youth hockey. Love and a cage rage. People went crazy, and I said to my wife, "I'm like, <laughs> like I don't that know what was, I was talking about. We used to that do was that just life a lot. Like I'll a tell lot, you, there was yeah. nothing better than not in. saying it's right, and I wasn't saying to her like you shouldn't be outraged by this video. I was not saying that to her, but I'm saying. Like you see that video now and you think this is crazy. This, that, but that, <laughs> that literally goes on so much. And I'm not saying it was accepted back in the day. If we would have gotten caught, we used to do it in our friend's basement. Remember Jared? Mm-hmm. There'd be like 20 of us down there. Yeah, and we just, yeah. we draw two names out of a hat and they'd go. And we would all make sure that nobody got hurt. Like we would stop if somebody got out of line. No, the doctors. Person, right? No, well, no, of course we were yeah. doctors. Yeah. We had no, yeah, Unlicensed we, doctors to visit at the very we, we had a spot checker in the, in the stand. So, so, so in, in none of what I'm saying, am I saying that like what we used to do is like, okay, it, but it's just funny how they're doing the same shit now and it makes the news. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you though, That's there is nothing better though. than accidentally or purposely slipping a punch and just fucking popping someone when you had a cage rage going. Uh, I, I would love be that. lying if I never, if I, if I wasn't, if I had to cage rage somebody I didn't like and I saw the helmet pop up, I didn't not throw the next one. Let's put it that way. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sign of the times thing, though. Like, that's, it wasn't okay then, but, like, it was, quote, unquote, accepted then. Like, me and Low Tide the other day were having a conversation. I was like, LT, how you many cage times? Cage Low Tide? Yeah, you no, should cage rage Low Tide. I would, I would never. But, like, I was talking to him. I was like, how many times did you get the strap in school? And he was, oh. he gave me, like, the poof, like, I couldn't even tell you kind of thing. Like, it just happened all the time, right? And, like, can you fucking imagine if a teacher gave a kid this strap now? And Low Dad was even, even like, like Low Dad was like, I'd get it at school. And then I was even more scared because dad was at home kind of thing, right? Like, I used to have funny. this teacher, and she was actually a lovely woman, but I was a little bit of a shit disturber in school, Tyler. So I didn't listen to really? anything. I had no interest in paying attention to social studies or whatever. So even just a thing that, I used to have is we had our class at the end of a portable and at the end of the portable, there was like a closet in the back and my desk for all of grade seven and eight was in that closet. And I was allowed to come out for lessons. And then after the lesson was done, I had to go right back into my little dungeon. So even just thinking about that, they like people wouldn't let that shit happen anymore. And I remember my dad getting called into class and they're like, this is what we're doing. We're going to put them in the dungeon every day. And my dad's just like, that sounds good. Go for it. So, that doesn't happen anymore either. Yeah, I just imagine that we're putting your son in the hell closet for non-lessons in class. And he's like, you know what? That's fucking fair. I wish I had one of those at home. Yeah, Yeah. that's basically how it went. He's just like, all right, if that's what you think is best, go for it. Somebody articulate the saying from back in the day where if you lost the fight at school, you came home, you got a second beating or something. Jesus. I don't know. Well, yeah, well, he, he he better look worse than you do. Oh yeah, like the old whatever. No, 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 no. There was like a, a actual saying that it, that was like made famous, and it was basically if you lose the fight at home, be right. I don't know. See, I don't know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One of our That's friends fair. just said it the other day on one yeah. of our groups. 
I can't articulate it because it's time for me to pour another one. You know, well, that was the whole thing. Like it's like old school stuff. It like, is. My dad was preparing me to prepare me for uh, the 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 schoolyard. Like it was like, hey, if this happens, you do this. Like punch him in the sternum. That was always punch him or kick him in the sternum, and you will this is like you'll like debilitate him and you're good. Like I was like the sternum, like you can't, like you you get him, you'll wind him. It's over. Uh, I remember my, uh, at my place saying like, if if I ever got in a scrap at school and I didn't happen very much for me, but like one time I remember showing up with a shiner and all my dad really said was, uh, who threw the first punch? I was like, he did. And he's like, all right, then you did what you had to do. And it's like, it's just a different time of life. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure, like, we're talking about the, you're talking about, like, cage rage in the dressing rooms and shit. Like, I guarantee you, you know, 30, 40 years from now, you're going to look back and be like, can you imagine that, like, peewee-aged kids used to be able to just go fucking steamroll each other? One kid's six foot two, one kid's five foot one because he hasn't hit puberty yet, and, like, they played full contact hockey. Like, all that shit, right? It's all going to, yeah. it's all sign We used of the to also stuff. do, uh, this would have been, like, probably Bantam Midget we used to do this one. It was, we used to do that football style gauntlet yep, where somebody was in the middle and they had to try and clear and it just, it never went well for anybody. Or, uh, but that's kind of, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty safe. That's a, like, nobody was really doing anything too crazy in those where they didn't have a, uh, I, I remember some guys getting suplex style slammed on the ground if the, if the opportunity was right. So oh, yeah. yes and no, maybe. I remember in Bantam, uh, there was a guy on our team who was renowned with skating with his head down with puck. And we're in practice. We're in practice, and the coach is like, "Jay, just fucking hit him, please." <laughs> and I, okay, all right, we do this drill. He's got his head down, and I absolutely annihilated him. And I'm like, "That's what you wanted?" He's like, "Yeah, like this is how he's gonna learn." And then he goes and like gives the guy shit. I'm like, "Wow." Do you guys remember? Uh, it reminded me of uh, like I used to love Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em videos when oh, I was yeah. little. And on oh, Rock'em yeah, Sock'em fun. 6, specifically, there is one, there's a hit <laughs> right now that if somebody did this today, they would get suspended for life. Do you guys remember the Pavel Bure elbow on Shane Turla from the playoffs? No. no. He, okay, so Shane Turla, there was a bunch of stars that were fucking up Pavel Bure back in the day. And this was when, uh, this was the year when New York ended up winning the cup. And Pavel Bure had had enough, and he came flying down the ice, probably from 200 feet, and threw an elbow of all elbows and just caved in Turla's face. It's called the mother of all elbows. The YouTube video is called that. I'm sorry. There was another one. There was one in a uh, in a video. Me and my buddies watched on our way to a hockey tournament once, um, and it was Rob Blake hit someone. And the guy went like 90 degrees into the boards. It was fucked. I, I will never forget that. I'm so excited to watch this hit. The YouTube videos building up to it with Pavel Bure. So oh, I'm actually watching the clip from Rock and Sockham. Yeah. Oh, you I got really it. Because he just demolishes Shane Turla and he is laying on the ground in a crumpled heap. And then Bure got he, like, I think like two, two minutes for it. Two minutes for elbow. He tried to slash Darian Hatcher in the face at one point. <laughs> And Gary Hatcher caught his stick. They were this, just, they were leveling him at every chance they stand. Oh my god! Yeah, I told you, man. If he's somebody nowhere hit, near the puck. 
that's what I'm saying. If somebody hit another person with an elbow like that in 2020, they would be done for a sizable you, chunk of time. You get 20 games. John Terry's like, there it is. Whammo. <laughs> yeah. He would get 20 games for that, even if he was Whammo. the first offender. Oh, that dude is out. Fuck, the puck's that's not even close. Awful. The puck is in the corner. The puck's in the corner, and he does this at the face-off dot <laughs> in yeah. the corner. You know what? He was sped up. I don't know. He, got, he gets it three times in the plays before it. Yeah. And he just I gets dumped what? and roughed oh, up, geez. and then oh. he just murders him with an elbow. All right. Okay. Man, I'm... Uh, you're right, Chuck. Um, where do you want to take this? <laughs> this podcast? Whammo. Whammo. Yeah. Um, yeah, drive the boat. You know what? When you were loose, the, this shit just goes way off the rails. This is basically like, really like four guys drinking at a pub. Reminiscing about shit back in the day, we're gonna start telling each other about our our best fights, and I don't want to do that because yeah, we don't nothing, need to go there. There's nothing at, I had none. There's nothing yeah, when you're drinking with your friends that is worse than when people start telling old fighting stories. I was more I of a goal like scorer, like Charles. I don't like it. Bag milk. Yes. Nuge contract negotiations. Oh God. Concerns stopped. Yeah, so basically what came out of it today was that <laughs> they stopped talking. But to me, it made sense. No details were in place to know yeah. what he had to give back. What he's he only 21. Take. We'll get him. Don't worry. We'll be fine. Yeah, what he's eight f- years old, and he's ready to like, <laughs> sign his next contract. Do but you know no, who we're I talking have, about, Chalmers? Yeah, dude, he's still on his rookie deal. He looks like he's 22. He's fine. We're got, don't worry about it. I have zero concerns about Ryan Nugent Hopkins getting done. They're, they've already started the process. They had to stop it temporarily for some of the weirdest fucking circumstances the NHL has ever seen. It makes sense that they had to stop. Well, good. Fair It'll enough. happen. Cool. Uh, Keep news forever. Thoughts? Do we want to get okay. into my yes, Christmas 100%. questions? Okay, well, yes, you guys... Because I thought about them zero, zero times. So it'd be cool to just... <laughs> Off the dome, Chalmers. Okay, well, I'll give you guys some time to think here because we got some submissions online. But I asked people, growing up or now as an adult, I don't really care, what's the best Oilers or sports-related gift you ever got for Christmas as a child? I floated it to people on our Instagram and on our Twitter as well. And we got a few responses here. Um, Adam Hagen said he got a Taylor Hall autograph stick as well by, yeah, Taylor Hall autograph jersey, sorry which was his favorite. Um, Meccano 9 said he got an autographed Mario jersey. Jesus, that's like an actual, legit, pretty sweet collector's item. Um, like a Mario Lemieux jersey? Yeah. Uh, we got a couple on Twitter as well. Mine, <laughs> like I remember growing up, I ne- like I had a couple of Oilers jerseys, but I never had one with a name on the back. And when I was like 11 or 12, and this again is going to show how young I am, I wanted a jersey with a name on the back. And I didn't even, I don't even think I really cared who. I just asked for, for Christmas, an Oilers jersey with a name on the back. What and, year uh, is this? What year is this? So I would have been just 11. That's a ballpark. Um, this is like 10 years ago, Chalmers. He's still a fucking toddler. What yeah. year is that? Uh, I'm going to look it up right now because I remember, <laughs> I remember the, uh, the player I got on the back was in his rookie season, so I will tell you the rookie year, and then I will have you try to guess who yeah. I got on the back. Uh, uh, I like that game. Ferguson. So the rookie year would have been 2010. So this would have been Christmas 2010. 11 years ago, that is 12-year-old Tyler Uramchuk. I would have just turned 12, and I wanted a fucking jersey with a name on the back. Who do you think I got? Tyrvi Svensson. Oh, I'm lucky my parents didn't buy me a PRB. Magnus Spencer Tyrby Spencer. Uh, 2009? Is that like... That was the year before Tay-Tay? 
No, sorry, I, the Christmas get 2010. Better. 2010. I think I get better at Google. That 2010 is Taylor, right? Yeah, that would have been Taylor Hall's rookie year. Okay, so before oh, that, you got a Jordan Emily? It was. It was a Jordan oh. Everly jersey. And then that That's that awesome. year at the skills competition, I met him and he signed my jersey. And I was Ooh. the fucking happiest 12-year-old in the world because I got to meet what Jordan year? Everly and he signed my jersey. So that's my number one gift. What year did he backhand the uh, game winner against the Russians in the oh. World Junior? 08? That would have been probably 08 or 09. Yeah, okay. somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> that was, I remember sitting in Rogers, or, well, I don't even know what building it was because it was 2000, so it was obviously mm. Rexall. Yeah. But, uh, but I what other building would it have been? Building. Yeah. And they, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> that was, that was uh, in 2009. Time. 2009, I don't do time frames. Like, um, but I remember sitting in the, in that building, and we were at, we were watching a hockey game, and they were like, "Canada's or Canada juniors are in overtime versus the Russians," and it was like intermission, and they put it up on the screen, and so everybody was watching it, and it was amazing. He scored that goal, and we all went crazy. It wasn't so in good. overtime; it was to tie the game, so there is that. Um, but they, well, no, because they want to put it's overtime. How confident you tell the story? It was in yeah. overtime, and it was at uh, the Edmonton Garden. I yeah. should know better than to tell confident hockey stories. Yeah. That, <laughs> that passion uh, game at West Edmonton Mall. On the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, all right. Um, favorite World Junior memories was actually third on my list, Chalmers. So you jumped the boat there. Uh, but favorite oh, Oilers or sports gift you got for Christmas growing up? Anyone have one? I'm not, I don't own any merch. I own a Ryan Nugent Hopkins jersey. But you never it. got like a sweet hockey stick for Christmas, like under the tree or whatever? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, yeah, no, I'm with you. Really? I got uh, I got a uh, one of the silver Gretzky Eastons one year. Oh, that was uh, my prized possession for a long time. I fucking love that baby. I'd change the blade. I'd treat it real Ooh. nice. That it was lovely. Stuff. I bet you a lot of people listening also have something where they got like the silver Gretzky or like the Gretzky stick. Growing up for Christmas. I got the silver Louisville. <laughs> yeah, you were a big Louisville guy. <laughs> Cause, well, really no, it's because the Easton was expensive. And I, Messier, I think, ran. I think Messier yeah, ran Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, Messier had yeah. the Louisville with the wicked curve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I got the silver Louisville. I but that something. wasn't for Christmas. I'm trying to think what I got for Christmas that is like. So wants to come back to you? That's sports related. Yeah, it's come, come back. Come Charles, back you got one? Well, yes, I have a couple. So right around Christmas, I had a cousin that played in the NHL, and he played for the Calgary Flames. I know, boo. not good. Yep. But, yeah, boo. So I went, we went down there, and my brother was actually living with him at the time because my brother went to Mount Royal College to become a pilot. And so we went down right, right close to Christmas for a game, and that we went to the game, and I had no idea, but my brother was like, we're going to go in the dressing room. And they were playing the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I was like, "This is awesome!" So we walked down into the game, into the dressing room, the bowels were settled on after the game, and we start walking down the hallway. And all of a sudden, I don't know, first out of the room for some reason, weirdo, Yarmir Yager walked right past me. He's probably going for a smoke. Pretty much guaranteed. Lemieux was in there, and I was just like, "Oh my god, is he going to walk up next?" They say, "Okay, we're ready for you guys to come in." We go in, and. we walk into the dressing room, and I, my, like, like it's Calgary Flames dressing room. I'm not pumped to be in there. My cousin's in there. My brother, we're all pumped. My brother takes one of Theron Fleury's helmets, and he's just like, Theron's like, yeah, you can have this, and he takes it. So then my cousin gives me a gold Easton with the green writing on it. Remember those ones? 
Nice. Oh, yeah. So a gold used to, and he's like, here you go and take this home with you. And I drove in the back of our Dodge Caravan, our 1989 Dodge Caravan, in the very back, just like taking the tape off it. I don't know why I did that, but this was like my pride and joy at the time. I was so happy. And it was like, it had to have been three days before Christmas. So that was a pretty sweet Christmas That's gift pretty sweet. I got. Then my brother, <laughs> the outdoor rink, like three days later, and he's wearing the Theron Flurry County Plains helmet with the visor, the old Jopa. <laughs> and I'm like, you're ridiculous. So that was a good time. That's, that a, was good, fun stuff. that's a good story. Yeah. I think actually, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, Tyler, I need to jump back. I think my favorite piece of sports memorabilia that I've ever been in contact with is when Coombe stole the shovel from the saddle dump. <laughs> that wasn't Christmas. No, but it was close. It's a similar and, story uh, to Chalmers. Does, does deserve a mention. Did you, did you guys bring it back the next year? Well, yeah. yeah, he did, and then he replaced it with a newer shovel. So Yeah, a better shovel. Yeah, so shout out to Coombe. Jesus. Still don't get how you walk around that home with the shovel. Yeah. Yeah. Of, the video of us getting the shovel back into the saddle dome is incredible, to be honest. Yes. It was a team effort. There was many, many people and many hands that went towards getting that through the metal detectors and back into the saddle. Yeah. And security got involved at some point. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah that was great. Yes. Nation vacation. Great, so, JR, great did you time. come up with anything? Uh, yeah, it's I'm, there's two not a lot of jerseys back in the day. So maybe not Oilers, but like you used to get all these. You used to have, you were the king of baseball jerseys, I remember. You used to have a lot of them. Really? Atlanta, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had a Braves had, one. I had an unreal Braves jersey. Loved oh, the Braves man, as a nice. kid. Had a Braves starter jacket. Yep. The Braves jersey. I'm going to start running. I've got a sweet Cubs jersey. i got to start working it into my. Uh, my summer attire. It's I'm funny because or even winter attire. Do the URM chuck and pop it over a hoodie. We yeah, bought true. those ironically. Short sleeves. To do it oh, a yeah. ski trip, we used to we used to have like set themes on ski trips, and one was onesies. Those came back, and they were like usable straight up. And then mm-hmm. we had starter jacket arama where we went to Panorama, and we all bought starter jackets on eBay. And so you'd wear like the most outlandish starter jacket. We all have them, and they're like cool again. <laughs> I still yeah. have like the four that I bought. It took three of them. Just to figure out what size I was, and then so I still have all of those. It should have killed it. Well, put them back on sale. I bet you you could sell them for 150 bucks because no, then you're ripping them for like 30 bucks. No, I'll keep it because what I did was remember when we bought the the Buffalo Bills one, and then yeah. I gave it to somebody else. Never saw it again. And two two years later, we're going to Buffalo, and those jackets are like 200 bucks. So I buy like a leather one with like the leather arms, but like the different material for the thing for the middle part. Yeah. 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 So, no, I'm not selling them. I'm going to keep every single thing I own yeah, from now no, on. My kids' Pokemon cards, they don't notice. They're going missing. You know why they're going missing? You're finding out which ones are valuable? My... Yeah, yeah, goddamn right. I well, did you? Okay, that's a, that brings up a question to me. Um, when you see something like the Wayne Gretzky card going for $1.3 million, does that yeah. make you feel the need to go back and check what you got in the old stack? Yeah, so I do. So I did. And I had a lot of hockey cards when I was a kid, but. I got to a certain age where I just didn't think I needed them, yet I needed money to go out that night. And so we'd yeah. like sell some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'd sell a few. But I always kept some good ones. And I had like a Gretzky second year, a Ray Bork rookie. Like I got some cool cards, That's cool. but I never took care of them. And they sit in a crawl space over here. I'm, like, uh, they're just, I'm sitting what? in my room right now where I got all my, my good ones that are out here in my office. I got a bunch you of ever get them, ones. Do you ever get them appraised and see what you got there? I got no, a great, I've never done. 
Have you ever done that, your own truck? Yeah, I got a graded Connor McDavid young gun, which is like the fucking crown jewel of my collection. I know they're not exactly So what rare, would that be? Just like ballpark at what's that worth now? thousand bucks? Yeah, probably around there. Mine's graded really well. Mine's graded to a nine and a half, which is like pretty much as Whoa. good as you're ever going to get you one. You don't get 10, man. You, no, don't, you don't get, get 10. 10. Um, so yeah, I got, I got a McDavid graded one. I won uh, once. This is what I like. I won a box of uh, the cup from Upper Deck, and I just keep the box with all the cards in it in there. I don't even pull them out. Um, and those, it's a pack of cards. It's seven cards for those who don't know, and they retail for like you know five, six hundred bucks a pack. And I won it in a draw, and I just like keep Here's it that, there. That I always wonder who the guy is that could keep that shit in the pack because right now, if you have a pack of nineteen ninety five Pokemon cards, which has that, it has the potential to have this like Charizard card that sold for like $150,000 yep. those cards are like $1,000 a pack those like yeah. and to think that's 25 years ago who the fuck still has those available and so they're available they're, they're selling hey, yeah. man, uh, a great interview for us to do on the podcast is uh, it, we should talk to Wayne Wagner from Wayne Sports oh, Cards yeah. and Collectibles I'm in, I'm in there a lot so I chat with him a bit I have, I've had him on the radio a few times too um, and like that stuff, man. If, if you would have had the foresight in Connor McDavid's rookie year to just go spend like ten grand on just unopened boxes of that upper deck product with McDavid Young Guns and held it till now, it's gone up pretty significantly in price. Like it would have been you know, a the, smart investment. It's, it's funny you say that because, like, at the nation, we always did the summit show every year, yeah. and I could see that people were super into collectible cards and all that stuff. And I was like, maybe I should get into collectible cards. And then I started really getting obsessed with Gary Vaynerchuk. And then right now he's flipping sports cards like crazy. He's and it's just like that I, for years, for years. So I kind of feel like I need to get back into it. I like it. It's cool. There's, it's like a, and you can get like, you can get cool little cases and shit to do it. I, I think it'd be a good call. Actually. You know what Wayne sports cards guy did that was like pure genius. Cause I, and I didn't, I only figured this out cause I went in there a couple of times and I bought some stuff, but every single time we purchased something, they would give my kids a yep. skin. And they give it full of cards, yeah, as free. Just here's a gift for you, full of cards. He did that the first time I went in there with my dad when I was like 13. Yeah, and just then, a random mix of whatever. Dude, so it's like it's like the it's, it's like, like the triples, the quadruples. It's the base the cards that are worth you know it's the base yeah. cards, right? But it doesn't matter to a seven year old. I love them. The he just gave you 300 cards. Yeah. You now have 300 more cards when you left than when you when you came. Yeah, and that the volume game. Oh, dude, and that like that if, if that just triggers the love for you in the yeah. fact that now you have a lot of this thing, like it, it was genius. I saw them do it the first time. I was like, oh my god, that's like so nice. And the second time we went in, they did it. And I was like, oh, I get it. Because the first time I looked, I looked at their cards, and it was like an Eric Brewer card like yeah. four years ago. And I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of see what we're doing here. And, but do, it was genius. Do any of you guys collect anything at all? I got, I like, I got all my Oilers stuff up there. I got like some other shit down there. I have like a bunch of it all in my office here. I got a oh, jumbo yeah. McDavid there. Um, I got a wow. ton of it. I got a buddy. Uh, he goes by WAP. He was the one who came to Vegas with us. He had, he has to have a safe because he's got some stuff that's like worth so much that he's just pulled. He pulled a. Me and him were in Calgary. We found there was a card shop there. We went in. We spent like a hundred bucks on cards, and he pulled the McDavid card autograph. That he got graded and it's now worth, I think, five grand is what it went for on eBay last time. But there's only like, I think there's only 25 of them or 50 of them. Um, wow. So he found there's been a couple that have sold. And yeah, it's worth a shitload. 
of money. He's got a Bobby Orr card that sells for like two, three thousand bucks. So he has like a safe in his house. He doesn't even pull them out. He just keeps them in the safe. Jeez. What's his address? Yeah. <laughs> we can have fucking Ocean Eleven in this house here. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, sophisticated uh, security system. So, anyways, to answer your question, you're yeah. on track. Uh, I think it's an Oilers onesie. And the reason for it is I got to wear it the rest of the day on Christmas Day and just, chill. you know, lounge and chill. Well, that's the same else. Oilers onesie that came out on the nation's uh, ski trip when we made exactly. Chris the intern Gene Ski. Was this exactly. last year, JR? No, this is a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Never really yeah. got all this stuff for Christmas, like the odd like little thing here or there. Because I was always adamant about, um, like for birthdays or whatever, getting like if it was like a specific player jersey. Because like your birthday present, you'd go with your mom to the mall to go buy it or something like that. Where Christmas presents, yeah, it's kind of like there's some guesswork there, and you know the pressure of screwing up is high. So, um, you know, those kind of things kind of went uh, towards uh, birthday time. But yeah, well, there's ones they still have it. Love that thing. I dropped Jay, some Jay pretty... or Chalmers, do either of you uh, collect anything, be it sports or otherwise? I was thinking about that when you said it, and I don't I don't collect anything. Honestly, uh, not anymore. I not anymore. Co- I kind of collect, I kind of collect uh, vinyl records. Um, oh, pieces. How many pieces of vinyl you got? I got, uh, boss, I only have about <laughs> 40, maybe 45 right now. You're starting to get there. I, pieces of vinyl coming, climbing up. Yeah, and then also I, I can go to a garage sale tomorrow and get forty pieces of vinyl. Come on, wake me <laughs> oh, up when you got three hundred. Yeah, I know, I know exactly. That's what I kind of do, but I'm just starting to get into it. So like, I yeah. So anyways, if if I see vinyl, like if there's a vinyl in a store, I gravitate towards it, and I'll always walk out with one or two. But and then the other thing is kind of random. I, I thought I was this, but I thought I don't think I am. This, uh, is uh, beer signs? Oh Jesus. I okay. bought this crazy beer sign when I was in Europe on a Kentucky tour and got, I had to get it shipped home because I didn't want to break it on the trip. And it's got, it was expensive and it's got a piece of the Berlin wall. Wow. On, on, as like a, on like a spear, a, a, on the, like a little spire, I guess, a spear, whatever you want to call it, which is kind of cool. Uh, so then I'm like, yeah, I'm a sign guy. So then I started like buying a sign when I go to, to a new country. And then it's like, well, uh, I got so like, they're big. They're big. they're big. Yeah, I've got three cool signs. I guess if I see one, I'll buy one. But like, they're not everywhere. Like, you got to go find them. Yeah, because I also made that choice, and I became a magnet guy as a result. <laughs> oh, there's a lot yeah, of people yeah. out there that that get magnets from every location they've ever been, and then they put them on, and like, they they think that people are going to look at their fridge and be like, Oh my God, you went to Austria. That's so cool. Tell me the story. But I don't know if that totally works. No, um, nobody's ever asked about any of my magnets, but I can tell you one thing. They take up less space than when I was collecting shot glasses. Yeah, that's fair. Do you so, guys remember, do you guys remember Bubba's? Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. My they dad, should bring them back. Actually. I don't know why they don't have. Them. Yeah. My dad loved those things. And my mom fucking hated them but my dad had like 12 of them on display in like the little bar we area we have in our basement and yeah he loved those things and i'm pretty sure they're the still Don at his Carey house Bubba? yeah that's what remember i'm talking about Car- oh, oh yeah, yeah the don cherry ones where you can get the ones that look like a suit too and you get oilers yeah. ones or whatever like all that shit i vaguely remember, remember them but you remember when we said that we were going to start this podcast so we could finish right in time for monday night football well that ship has sailed monday night football has started and somebody did you just see what happened? Anybody watching TV? No, nope. I'm not watching. I, I don't need to watch because I just know whatever I bet on is going to happen. 
Uh, uh, if you bet on that somebody in the second play of the game would be everybody would go straight to a knee immediately ooh. again with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's fucking crazy, man. It's always the Pittsburgh Steelers. Have you ever yeah. noticed that? They're they're and I don't like using the word cursed when it's someone's life, but like I don't jeez, man. It was the first thing I thought about. I just saw this happen. Immediately I saw two guys go to a knee. I looked up, I thought, Pittsburgh Steelers, Jesus Christ, it's always the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is third play of the game. There's probably fourteen ten left in the first quarter. Damn. And this is going to change the game. So oh, like, yeah. should I bet against the Steelers uh, right now in my life? No, or what? I don't know what I don't know. I yeah. don't know. It's thirteen fifty nine in the first quarter, and fuck, I don't know what's gonna happen. The we, line's moving, Chalmers. You need to tell me. It what is. I'm looking at it. The Steelers just went down three hundred points. They were really? they were minus one thousand. Now they're at a minus seven hundred, seven fourteen. <laughs> That's actually Chalmers. You got to direct me here, man. I gotta I gotta move a line here. That's oh, actually would be something interesting to ask Scott Hastings next oh, Thursday. Shit, is like how much they actually consider oh, that shit. God, it was it was it was JJ and TJ Watt's brother Derek Watt, and he mm. went flying in head first right on the knee, and then the head buckled. Did it go the back the other way? Those limps. That's not well. Good. Wait, who got hurt? The mm. knee or the the head? The head. Mm. Um. All right. So. Somehow I'm going to transition off of terrible injury news oh, in football. Let's 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 hammer let's hammer your last Oilers thing, and then and then like uh, wrap up the podcast, and then tell people yeah, and then tell people that you better pour a couple because it might make more sense if you do. <laughs> rambled. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the other thing I had, and bag milk, this kind of ties <laughs> to uh, to an article you did. I'm trying to keep this podcast on the rails as absolute best <laughs> no, as I can. No, you're not, though. That's the thing. Doing a poor I, job. I, I, yeah, I, did I think it. we you just realized. Okay, but short of muting your I can't mics, wait to fucking wrap presents after this, too, because somebody's going to get some sloppy present wrapping. If you were the Oilers, or if you could make a wish list yourself, I guess, which is more the way I'm going to this, but an Oilers wish list. Three things you would put on your Oilers wish list for the coming season. What would you want to see happen? I want. Dujar needs a bigger cup. <laughs> Do I edit? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, what? don't edit any of it. Who cares? Uh, oh, I'm it. editing a good. There's two for sure. I'm editing. Um, okay. Yeah. New contract for Nuge. Merry Christmas, buddy. I love you. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. More. That's a good one. Okay, thank you. Um, the well, three, then I'll, I'll I'll go to new contract for Bear. Okay, I like your chances of getting that one. Uh, the first one Everybody I had on my. Everybody gets their own water bottle. Yep. I think that's probably pandemic pandemic. Yep. The first one I had, uh, not only do I want the Oilers in the playoffs and this is probably wishful thinking, but I want some form of fans in the building for the Oilers playoffs. When they play a playoff game at Rogers place this year, it might be against the flames. It might fucking be against the Leafs. Who knows? But uh, if it's 25 or 40 or maybe if you know, vaccines are kicking up, we can get to 50. Yeah. But I want some fans in that building. I want Oilers fans watching their team in the playoffs because we were robbed of it last year. That is number one, the biggest one on my Oilers wish that, list. Can I, can I that, have another one? That could happen. Well, we get three bag notes. So oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Number two, I want my uh, my <laughs> guess three. I want my heart to not explode from the All Canadian Division. I don't know if oh. the old ticker's up for the task, but we're going to put it to the test. Yeah, I and I want to I want to go off of that. I want Edmonton to win the Canadian division. Mm. Okay, that's a mm. good one. Hold on, 
Chalmers, if you're just going to keep yelling, if you're just going to keep yelling about the football game, (laughs) it's not, it's not going to matter to the people listening. This gets released after the football game. (laughs) Chalmers, your uh, Christmas list for uh, the Oilers, what do you got? Um, I would like for all the Oilers to not have to tie their own skates anymore. I'd like for them to get a, yeah, somebody that would tie their skates. Um, I'd like for them to be able to have somebody who can air their gloves out. They yeah, have yeah. That. Oh, they 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 oh yeah, my machine. god! Okay, they don't have one of those little things that you put on put on the uh, the register in your oh, house. They are lucky. Your okay, skate guards are a must these days because you got to yep. wear them everywhere. So yep. team skate guards would be good, especially yep. if you're walking around in Fort Hall. Chalmers mm-hmm. going a more and, practical route. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then my third wish for the Oilers will be that they get in a rivalry with another team that they can man up. Show some hammer, and uh, not and and not embarrass me, and not embarrass us. Don't fucking embarrass me. That's what I want. Don't embarrass me. That's fair. I'm a fan of yours. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> that good. So my second one is that I'd like Connor McDavid to get a hundred points in a fifty-six <laughs> oh, game season. How many points he gets? I don't care. Just win. Don't embarrass me. It's easy. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, hey, I, I can I can subscribe to that. Sure. Yeah, we got a lot of BOAs. We have to show Toronto who's boss. Yeah. So there's a lot of flexing we need to do. Yeah. And yep. uh, that actually ties when in with we my all third get one. Out, when okay. we all get out of this pandemic, sorry, Remchuk, when we get out of this pandemic, we're all going to be going to, we're going to be traveling, okay? <laughs> and when I travel, I wear my Oilers gear. And when I travel and I wear my Oilers gear, I inevitably run into other fans of other teams. So embarrassing. Chalmers, I cannot wait to go on our first nation vacation together because you haven't been on any of them yet. And I think that'll be a great fucking time. Yeah. Um, you know what? Because of this pandemic, I'm going to go on every vacation. Like <laughs> I used to go on a lot of vacations and I'd always say, you know what? Nation vacation, give me a break. Bunch of nerds. Uh, but no, I'm coming. I'm coming now, bro. I, I think drunk and Jay and bag milk have seen drunk your truck and he's a different person entirely. Drunk yeah. Tyler and drunk Chalmers, I think would get along very, very well. Well, Yo, the fun thing about gambling you, together would be amazing. And you're both very touchy when you're drunk. Oh, yeah. I kiss on the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets back. weird. I'm not that touchy. Back. Back. Um, back. <laughs> so, anyways, my third one was I want over six and a half wins in the Battle of Alberta. <laughs> I wasn't aware how this podcast was going to go. I was thinking, like, you know, an hour of, like, some light Christmas stories. We would talk about some hockey and all that. It went a completely oh. different direction. Um, but the last thing, no, everyone shut up, shut up. up. I'm I'm muting you guys. The last thing I need to do before we wrap up the podcast and you can all hear each other, but only the listeners can hear me. I need to give some love to our friends at Twig and Berries. Important to support local in the pandemic. And they're still on mute. If you're listening to this, I'm not letting them cut me off during this ad read. And I've used the promo code nation 15 to get 15% off your order. Local pickup is still open today. If you're listening to this on Tuesday and you're like, shit, I didn't do my Christmas shopping. Twig and Berries is there for you. For that everyday caveman in your life, uh, Jay is flipping me off. Traumers is yelling something, but I don't care. I'm not taking you guys off mute because I love Twig and Berries so much. Twigandberries.ca, promo code NATION15 gets you 15% off. We love them. Good night. You guys are back. Oh, I'll keep coming out in the well, cold. Here, here's, my, here's my third wish. And this is long as you me. Yeah, I, mean, I also have a third wish. I've got to do a plug. <laughs> so in that uh, 2J Nation 
Oodle Noodle video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did a call to action um, where we're asking nation citizens to make a donation to Boyle Street. Use the code nation when you do that online. Yep. And if you do that, Oodle Noodle will match your donation. Mm-hmm. Um, so our mission is to try to raise $5,000 through the nation. Oodle Noodle will top it up to ten grand and help out a very worthy cause. The second thing I want to talk about, and this is about helping during the holidays, is the hospitality support team. Mm-hmm. We launched that last week. I was blown away by the reaction, response, the feedback by it. The nation is the best. Uh, the, the the words that they're that they're that they're sharing with us, and the businesses that they're selecting that we get the support by all uh, from all this. I want to say thank you. We're gonna we're gonna keep this going because thankfully a lot of these businesses are doing their GCs online, so the logistics aren't as crazy as we thought they were gonna be. I thought it was gonna be me and Jared driving around the city for four straight days, which you were willing to do. It. We were willing to do it, and that's why we were gonna like do it for a short amount of time. But now that we're understanding we can handle this, we're gonna keep flooring it with this. So um, thank you for allowing us to do this. And my third wish for the Oilers uh, would be, um, I want to see Pool Party have, you know, a, what we would deem a good year. And, yeah, yeah. and, and, and that could be 15 goals. If you got 15 goals and like 35 points or 40 points, I think we'd be over the moon with that. I'd be pumped on it. So I want to see a nice, I want to see, I, I, he's given us a second chance we're giving him a second chance I want to see a very happy very very um, uh, pizza crushing pool party this year Mr. Bagnook your third uh, your third Oilers wish yeah uh, first of all my third wish is that I get that sweet ball box from Twig and Berries thank you and that Tyler gives me Tyler gives me a gentle spritz I think that would be a really nice team building exercise and twigs and berries. I would very much appreciate looking at Tyler. Well, he gives me a spritz and makes you me notice feel fresh. I shaved my mustache. Yeah, it's upsetting. I, yeah. that I didn't <laughs> want to acknowledge it. Uh, in terms of Oilers, you know what? In terms of Oilers wishes, how's this Tyler? I wish for our boy Jujar Kara to bounce back and look more like the Jujar that we saw a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He had, 10 goals and, you know, 20 some odd points or whatever it was, but he was assertive and he fucked people up. I'm hoping to see that Jujar again. And that's my Christmas wish is that Jujar Kara comes back to me because I support him. I love him. And I think that he's got the goods to make it happen. Jujar, I love that. Let's go, buddy. Jujar Kara is one of those Oilers where I feel like everyone around Oilers Nation, all the citizens have the, have a similar view. Like everyone has agreed. They love him. They want him here for a long, long time, but he's got to step it up a little bit. So I like that. That's yeah. a good one from Jujar. Um, all right. This was good. I got two of my three Christmas topics in. I wanted to do a little World Juniors Memories. World Junior Memories. Yeah, Chalmers what was gave, the third one? Chalmers, you gave your favorite World Juniors Memory. You're right. You know what? You, you I'll just real quick. Being at the Edmonton I'll just Gardens. do real quick. In 2009, I was, you know, in my early to mid-20s, and my my buddies and I, we were all watching the game together where Jordan Eberle scored that goal in the final dying seconds oh. of the of, of the game against Russia. And to me, being together with all the boys and having beers and just, 
you know, there was a shrimp ring out probably. Hugging probably right after he scored. Yeah, Ooh. high-fiving. Shrimp ring. Mouth kissing. Mouth kissing. Neck kissing. Nipple tweaking. All that. It was just all in good fun. And Jordan Eberle provided the memory. My favorite World Junior memory, when they were here in Edmonton in 2012, me and my dad went to the New Year's Eve game. Canada versus USA. Canada won that game. I had their goal song that year was Chelsea Dagger. When we went into the LRT station, I'd love to know if someone else listened to this podcast was in the LRT station. Everyone was chanting like the Chelsea Dagger song as we went in there. And I just remember that being a great night. Fireworks after Canada beats USA. What is the Chelsea Dagger song? You hear it every time the Blackhawks score. I like that track. Good song. And also, Tyler, you'll like this. It's only plus 175 for Canada right now to win the World Juniors uh, based on the sports book I'm looking at. Oh, I got him at plus 200. giving me shitty odds. You're so I can't bet it because the odds are so bad. I can't do it. I can help you out. I can get you on a good book, get you a nice bonus. Here's the other bet I like. I got uh, 15, or sorry, 5 to 1 odds on Kirby Doc to lead the tournament in scoring, which I think is very, very Ooh. possible. He's a yeah, uh, very he is going to be a weapon. An uh, absolute weapon. Well, okay. Before you wrap, before you wrap this up, Tom, mm-hmm. like Dylan Holloway, yep, is playing on Canada right now. Early looks have him on the third line. What's an acceptable tournament for you for Dylan Holloway? I honestly think when we do this podcast on any point during the World Juniors, but let's say January, whatever, when they're done, Oilers fans will be so incredibly in love with him. I think he's going to be a physical presence. I think that line with him and Pelche is going to be used as more of a second line. I think they're going to be hard workers. I think they're going to skate their asses off. I think if anyone's going to throw a big hit like we used to see back in 03, like Chalmers like to see, uh, I, I think Dylan Holloway might be one of the guys in that forward group to just crunch a defenseman. He's He might not score a ton. That line might be used in more of a shutdown role, but I think they're going to be an energy line. I think Oilers fans are going to love him. I'm not going to put like a number prediction on him, but I think he's going to be a ton of fun to watch. So the good thing about him is... I'll give you a number, Tyler. He'll build us all... What, Chalmers? He'll build us all up. We'll we'll love him. We'll put so much pressure on him. And then when he comes here and he has a couple bad weeks, you know what we'll do? What will we do? No, Chalmers, I don't think so. You better not. not, I'm just making every... This is my subtle way of making everybody aware of what we do so we don't (laughs) do it anymore. These are lessons. From the dad podcast, you know, ask, ask, ask old man Bouchard. Uh, marinating. Well, yeah, well, we haven't forced well, them. We haven't pushed. We haven't. And Jay, you were notably anti Bouchard yeah, for many for many months. I'm still, I'm still like, I want, I want to be wrong. I hope he's great. I hope he's great because we need him to be great. But I'm also, I'm, he's still on my, I'm willing to trade list. He, uh, I saw someone who did the NH, some NHL equivalency numbers for him, and he's on the same like developmental curve as Dougie Hamilton was. It's pretty, pretty that's, good. Pretty, that's great. Pretty good. Uh, perfect. Let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to watch Broberg. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I think Bro. I think the I two of them, too, man. I think Edmonton has their future one too, like ready to go. I think they're that good. Uh, but you know what the interesting thing is, though, like we when we threw our draft party for Broberg's year. People were so down on him that there was booze at our draft party. It's just a really like it's a it just shows you know. I was against hey. picking him, which shows you that I know jack shit about prospects because he was a damn good pick there. So where we, we meet? Where we meet? Where we meeting up after this, boys? Where are we going? 
<laughs> well, uh, as children. we end off this podcast for Christmas, I just thought we would leave it off with a couple of reviews, gentlemen. Oh. Got a couple of reviews here. Uh, this one's from JB32673. Love you guys. You're on Chuck. You're so-so. Like a solid hang with the boys. Five stars. This comes in from Scrub64. Started listening because I'm a huge Oilers fan and a fan of Oilers Nation Radio. Little did I know that these guys would blather on about topics that are mostly of absolutely no interest to me. NFL talk, never watched a game. Fishing, yawn. Big brother, seriously, gross. Yet, I keep coming back for reasons I can't fully explain. The best I can come up with is that no matter the topic, the camaraderie, the banter, the ball busting between these guys reminds me of my own group of buddies. Great job, boys. Looking forward to many more future episodes of Chumgate, Tales of Frank, Downton Covert Ops, Tender Yeremchuk, Father-Son Moments, Papa Wanye, Roden Vendettas, Chalmer Vigilanteism, and the occasional Oilers tidbit. Keep it up. That is a five-star review. I'm into all that except for the Oilers part. <laughs> yeah, and I think well, that's what allows our podcast to work well, is even if it's a topic, and I will take a second here to brag about our own little show here, but even if it's a topic that makes, you know, the average Oilers fan wouldn't care about or someone, you know, we find a way to keep it interesting, which is good. And I think we did that today. Uh, Chalmers, you're the you're the lone dad on the pod right now. What, what's Christmas going to be like for you? You're going to find ways to like. Is it tough on uh, tough on your kids a little bit not being able to go out and about? No. So I'll keep this very simple. Um, it's been progressively, you know, taken away from them, and so they take every little tiny hit in stride. Hockey was taken away. They went back to school, which had been taken away. They had to wear masks. They have an extended break. You know, uh, we don't, you know, we're not going to get to see the family, you know. So every tiny little bump in the road, they just kind of pile it on an already, you know, shitty, shitty season. And so they deal with all the little things. If it was a a huge gut punch all at once, all of this shit, then it would have been a lot tougher to explain to them. But because it's been coming slowly, it's easier. Um, The the cherry on the top of the whole thing for our family was that we had made it through the whole first semester, I guess you would call it first half of school. And on Sunday night, which would be last night, we got an email saying that on Friday afternoon, somebody in Logan's class, uh, yeah, tested positive. And so that basically shuts us down for by law, 14 days, you know, seven days. So, you know, it's, it's just, they deal with it. And yeah. we, so we had, a, we, we pulled them aside and we said, look, dude, this is what's going to happen. We're not going to be able to, you know, see the one grandma who's got to be by herself, you know, like, cause That's it's awesome. just too risky. And so, but they deal with it, you know, and we get on zoom and we talk to our family and, uh, I think they're taking it a lot better than we are to be completely honest with you. Kids are uh, they like don't that have, though, right? You gotta love it. You yeah. know, they don't have the memories of, of, they have a lot of memories from the past, but, it's not ingrained in them that this is what it's supposed to be like. So they adapt. And so I love their resilience. I look at, I look at them for sometimes for just being like, you know what? It's all going to be fine. We'll be fine. Right. And so we deal. And this Christmas, like, so I haven't been, they got me a week off before Christmas. (laughs) Hey, I guess what are you going to (laughs) do? Can I just say, I admire how Chalmers, who I think is on his third rye right now or rum. That's the third one you've seen. Third one I've seen, and I have seen the I have seen the emotional curve of like 
being fired up just to talk with the boys, to getting mad at me for censoring you at one point, to getting to the yeah. point where you're being touchy-feely about your kids, which feels nice. That feels like a good spot no, to end it on, John. Don't do that. No, edit that. Why? What? For you your kids. For your own for kids. kids. Like, with your heart. You're the, yeah. Don't oh, no, take it out of context. And I'm yeah. live betting a lot, too, by the way. That's <laughs> like, it's a lot, a lot. That's Perfect okay in my books. Bet responsibly, know your limits, stay within it, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I've already right. been checked on once for dinner, so that's good. Oh, I'm You've come upstairs with the too. look. I got that look. I got the look, boys. Yeah, oh yeah. So there's there's work the... to do, mama. Well, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have, a good, uh, have a good Christmas. Have a good holidays, guys. Um, I had this actually ready, a nice crackling fire to play us out today. Well, okay, hey, I want to thank got, everyone I... for sticking with us. Yeah. 2020. It's yeah, I got you guys all a cameo. Am I not going to play it now? Did you guys get anyone? Did you actually? Every one of you. Did you really get a cameo? Yeah, I got you guys all a cameo. We said we were going to do it. Let's see it. Well, I, I sent them to your emails like 20 minutes uh, ago, so check your email. No, you didn't, did you? You did not. I think you're I actually... Did, I did not. I'm so... Oh, oh <laughs> man. I was literally getting ready to like play it and everything. Uh, no, no, but it would sweet. Right. Because I would have gotten them to say, I would have gotten Smokey Robinson to... To wish oh, uh, Charlie Rimchuk a happy Chinooka. Because I don't that know. That was Chinooka. the best. <laughs> it was Chinooka is the best. <laughs> All right. I love that. Um, Merry Christmas, guys. To everyone listening to this, thanks for supporting us, for supporting Oodle Noodle, everything Oilers Nation does. Uh, it really means a lot. We'll be back in a week, though. So we'll be back before the new year and uh, all that good stuff. But it was fun sitting here for, wow, we went an hour and a half. Holy, my laptop's almost dead. Have, have fun editing this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that before my next meeting, which is in 19 minutes. So I'm not sure yeah. when I'm going to get this podcast done. It might be a Tuesday morning drop. We'll see. Uh, but Chalmers, all good. thanks for uh, keeping it somewhat on the rails. Um, oh, Jesus, Chalmers. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to wrap this up now. Uh, thanks, Are you having uh, a shit? <laughs> he's, I think, ah. Uh, this <laughs> is real life. He's having a shit right now on the FaceTime call. Um, all right, everyone have a good one. Uh, enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your holidays. Thanks for sticking with us. And uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And uh, here, I, I got this. Instead of an extra, I'm just going to play this. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.